Hello and welcome to the Kosh. I am your host, Timber Smith. And once again, we are super excited to be here with you. The Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who've had an association with Oshkosh and the surrounding Fox Cities area. How's Kosh listeners out there doing today? Um, it is gloomy today. It's one of those days where it's just kind of gloomy, just dreary. And I hate those days. Like, I, you know, I, first of all, I always hate cold, but a nice sunny morning, even if it's cold, does well. And we've had several days of, uh, I don't know, just muck, schmuck. So what I'm really hoping is that at the end of the day, this is like the schmuck before spring, like true spring, spring, you know what I'm saying? Like we need spring, spring and we need some sun. Like, I don't know about you, but sun is super important. Need the sun. So that's my gripe for today. <laughs> I had to get it in. Um, you know, one thing I, uh, listeners, I wanted to kind of put out there is, um, thank you so much for continuing to tune in the listens. The uh, amount of people listening right now has just grown and, I'm so thankful for that. I appreciate you tuning in and giving us time and, and listening to our guests um, and our guests appreciate it uh, also. Um, and we've expanded, like we've got peace people listening internationally. We've got people listening in like United Kingdom, Bangladesh, the Philippines, Canada, Netherlands, Colombia, Afghanistan, and even the infamous Russia. So I know, right? So like, it's one of those things. Um, And now, you know what? I think we should just jump into uh, our our guest. And once again, I have been blessed as always. And I'm super excited for this week's guest. Um, I've mentioned him several times in previous episodes. So I'm I'm super excited to where this this is going to go. I think there's going to be, we've got a new set of eyes for the cash. And I'm, anytime we, we get a new perspective, I just think that's like super, super excited. So without further ado, this week's guest is Justin Trebek. Did I get that right? You did. Yeah, buddy, I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Timber. All right, cool. Well... Let's just jump in, Justin. Um, can you please share a little something about yourself and what is your association to the Kosh? A little something about myself. I am a writer, uh, and I put that in quotation marks um, because, you know, any gig like that, you're like, oh, what have you written? And you're like, okay, well, Bruh. a lot of online <laughs> journalism, so... Uh, so, uh, and mostly horror-related. I've done some... I wrote for some TV at some point back in my previous life like six years ago lived in los angeles so yeah yeah and it was a lot of fun uh and but then i've just sort of been on a journey through life and uh my connection to the kosh is uh my partner she went to college here and met her in portland oregon and one thing led to another she decided to move back here and i you know love my life so i'm gonna follow you follow and i followed yeah okay and it was also a blessing, though, because I was able to go to Northern California a little bit, spend time with my 90-year-old grandmother Ooh. for, like, a month, which Ooh. was awesome. Hey, so, wh- like, what's grandma's name? 
uh, Rita. Can we send a shout out to Rita? Oh, yeah, Rita shout Johnson. out to Rita. Yeah. She's 91 now, so. And, uh, hey, look, I think when you get to those points in life, you got to celebrate that. Heck yeah. And, uh, and it was awesome because I was able to like hang out with her and actually have conversations with her. I'm actually wearing uh, my grandfather's uh, wedding ring, and then my uh, partner wears the ring that fit her perfectly, which my grandma's from like 1952. Whoa. So it was just like, it just feels in a. Uh, it was just wonderful to be able to sit in like this, but with your grandma, who you don't really spend a lot of time with, you know, even if you live in the same city, it's just like for family gatherings and stuff. And we hadn't. She was in Northern California, and I was wherever I was, either Southern California or Portland, Oregon. And so to be able to spend a month just one-on-one with this human and just be like, okay, be, yeah, we became friends, and it was wonderful. So, oh, well, you know, that's yeah. pretty awesome. So let me ask this. uh what was the best knowledge that grandma kicked down to you? Um, really, probably uh, relationship advice, I'd say. Just basically, like, you're n- never going to always be happy. But if you have someone around who you just want to, like, be around, that's it. And, like, that, and a, there are a lot of cliches. She is a uh, 90-year-old Republican lady who I love to death. I'm not a Republican. I'm not really a Democrat, so I'm sort of outside of the political spectrum. But um, just having her be there and to be like, yeah, and just to hear stories about her and my grandpa that I would never know. Right. He passed away in 2019. Mm. So just to hear that and to hear her still be so in love with him and, like, just it was it was a beautiful experience. Do you know how long they were together? Uh, since 1952 till 2019. Jesus. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a long time. Well, you know, yeah. You're going to, I hope that's love. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> you know, that, oh, if, yeah. you, if you were the person that long at the end of it all, you know. Especially because he had Parkinson's at the end and like, oh. it was really like, there was like, pretty much she was like 89, a caretaker for him. Right. In her mental capacity. She was a nurse. And for her career, so I think the mental capacities were just there, but it was just awesome to, like, hear these stories, like, from when they were, like, my age to, like, teenagers, like, getting to know each other. I found out uh, some gossip that she was dating two men at the same time. Ooh, scandalous. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just, it was wonderful to hear these sort of, and then my grandpa, uh, obviously, not that it's a competition, but, like, was married to her and I'm here because they were, you know, and that's just how life works. But yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. Legacy. Yep. So that is, that is true. All right. So, uh, you moved here. How long have you been here now in the cash in December? And I was coming to visit and, uh, then I was going to go back to Northern California for a little bit, but then it just was just like, you know what? And I was going to move in March. That was the plan. But like all plans, laid out you just you throw caution in the wind and you say you know what that plan doesn't really matter bruh facts so i and then i was just like i was like i don't it wasn't really even a conversation it was sort of just like well i'm here <laughs> you know and then it was like sort of like obviously there's been a lot of conversations but then it, and we were at this place on jefferson and now we moved uh recently okay. to our own place so now i'm on a lease so i'm like this is awesome let's go let's go yeah okay and uh, so the reason I'm really excited about uh, you as a guest is because you're a fresh set of eyes. Mm-hmm. So um, 
so far? What have you, you know, without jumping further ahead into the show about things you might cover, you know, but it, how do you feel about your transition? Love it. I love it. I really do. And, and one, it's because I'm with this person who is amazing, but more importantly, like there's just something different about Wisconsin in general than other places. And then I think Oshkosh even separated from Wisconsin uh, I just am really in, engaged in, like, I'm doing a play now, and I'm meeting pe- people through that, through the Oshkosh Players. I'm helping out the Time Theater. Uh, I'm just doing all these kind of things that are, like, really cool and art-specific, but also just hanging out in bars, talking to strangers, and, like, talking, just having... I read books a lot at bars, so people always have to comment on that, and I'm like, I've always done it. It's what I like doing. I like having a beer or... Uh, a harder beverage than a beer and like sitting and reading, but also then it like sometimes creates conversations, you know, not in the typical way, like, Oh, you're going here to read a book to pick up chicks or whatever. Like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> that, I'm that one kills me. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm actually here. Cause I want to read this book and I have this weird thing where I set page limits for myself in a day. I do that for writing a little bit. I, fail at the writing goals all the time, but the reading goals I always hit. I'm like, I need 100 pages today, and I'm done. So that means if I had been working all day, I go to the bar. I'm like, well, I have a, I've got a job to do. I've got to get 25 pages in. Once get that done, set it down. But, you know, then it leads to conversations and leads to cool things. And I just remember uh, I go to the Varsity Club a lot. I'm not quite- Oh, shout out to the Varsity yeah. Club, the best bar food. Well, Second best bar food in Oshkosh. What is the first? Oh, Pete's Garage. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah, yes. Pete's, uh, Pete's hard to beat. It, you know, and it's not that other places don't have amazing food, as you've heard in other episodes, yeah. but Pete's, Pete's is hard to beat. Pete's is hard to beat also because of the whole gimmick that they have. And it, it's run so well. Like, they have that list of, like, basically, like, you should be somewhere else. Don't be here. We're not going to give you good, sir. Like, uh, and it, so it creates like a little environment that's like playful, friendly, and then the food is really good bar food. It is, and then quality. Varsity is also really good bar food. Also, very, both very good, inexpensive. Like, there's other places you yes. can go that maybe will have better food, but like for like quantity, taste, and time spent, you're like, I, I, I kind of like this cheap. Yeah. I'm, I'm a cheap bar food guy. I always have been. I, you know. I'm not going to lie. I don't like bougie bar food. I like true blue bar food. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say this just because we're on the bar food uh, topic right now. I will say that I did make a late night trip to one of the gyms of Oshkosh late night bar food, which is the Trails Inn. The infamous but wonderful chili dog. Oh, yeah. Um, That thing. That thing there. I believe that they have chemi- some chemist came up and made that thing able to literally soak up alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. That chili yeah. dog will it it's the base of bases. It is foundational for a <laughs> night. You will make it through your night if you put at least two trails in chili dogs down before you begin. Yeah. Um. I can't argue. I, can't, I I don't know if I've had it, but oh, I will. Well, I'm turning I will now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm definitely telling you that's that's within the realm. Yeah. All right. Well, Justin, that's awesome. You ready to jump in? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
We are going to jump in into the first segment, and the first segment is what in the world is going on with, and that is where you start with the phrase what in the world is going on with, and you tell us what's on your mind. So, Justin, what's going on? What in the world is going on with um, the incessant need on the internet to comment on everything? Like, it's just, it drives me insane sometimes. Because... Like, we just have, like, and, and I know we want to get our opinions out there, but, and I do it all the time. If you f- find me on Twitter, you'll see that I also do it. But I, I just tend to try to, like, promote things that I love, like, oh, this horror movie that came out or whatever it is. Here we go. Here's my opinion. I liked it. And that should be it. I just feel like we get into the space where we're like, oh, now I need to comment, and this is going to be my identity for the next 24 hours is going to be, my opinion on this subject, and then I'm going to argue with everyone. I'm going to do these things. Just say you didn't like it. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, and the film industry is very much like this, especially social media-wise. It's like once the critics say they don't like it, you're going to have a bastion of people who are going to be like, you're wrong. Critics are dumb. No one understands what's going on. And then on the other side, be like, they're so right. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. And then... You're never going to have a conversation. I want, and I know I can't expect Twitter to have conversations. <laughs> I, I'm I'm aware of that, but nope. I but but I really wish we could have a social media platform that allowed for actual debate, debate and conversation. It, yeah, and we're not going to get it, but that's where I'm at. Well, you heard it here first. So we need to come up with some type of uh, social media platform that you debate in. Yeah. Uh, an intellectual debate. Yeah. And just like to like, and, and I do see it every once in a while and it's the best thing I've ever seen. Like some people, it's out this brash opinion and then someone comes in with like, Oh, well, have you thought about it in this way? And then the person's like, Oh, holy crap. I, I learned like, so I see little bits of it happening on the internet and I know this and I know it's a pipe dream because it's the internet and everyone wants to basically get on there and be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen or done, and that's all I care about. And then other people are like, it's the greatest thing. It, made, it changed my life. And, you know, like, and then then instead of that being like, okay, cool, have that opinion, have that opinion, it's life. So it's like, well, your opinion's wrong. My opinion's right. And then, yeah, I I think I like what you're saying, but I, I think it comes down to uh, – what I think it comes down to is beliefs. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Um, there's a lot of people, there's certain realms, and people say, you know, there's that old school saying, you can't talk about religion, you can't talk about politics. It's not that you can't talk about them, but the problem is, to me, societally, you can't talk about belief systems or things that are belief-based. And both of those are that. You Mm -hmm. believe what you believe, and most likely somebody's not going to talk you out of what you believe because you have the right to believe what you want to believe. Of course, yeah. Right? It can be factually based or it can't or or it cannot. And uh, I think that is where people need to understand the conversations of of difference when they are belief-based, not factually based or or evidence-based. They are just belief-based then understand that you can't really go into it with the with the goal of having an intellectual conversation for learning right because you're not going to change a belief 
for everything that you can come up with for why that belief isn't justifiable or there's there's conflict to that belief, they're going to come up with reasons why the belief is legit. Right. That's that's so good. Yeah, it's true. Because it's basically it's like even if it's about something as silly as like a movie, once once you have it go beyond just being the film and what was presented on screen and it becomes something personal to you, it it goes in that belief category and be like, I believe this is bad. Yep. And then this person's like, well, I believe it's good. Right. And then so and, and I'm taking it from like a very like not important subject matter because it's a film. Who cares? Right. Like whether it made a lot of money or didn't make any money or is a great film or a bad film. Does it really matter? Right. But if you ex- extrapolate that out to like everything else and it all falls into that category of being like belief based. Yeah. And I think once something I think we as people need to do a better job of recognizing when something is belief based. Right. And then just saying, okay, it's belief based. This is their belief. I'm going to say what I got to say and just let it sit there mm-hmm. and it and have no expectation whatsoever. If you even feel the need um, to, to like, you know, to, to even say something. Cause like a lot of times when I get in conversations and I, <laughs> I get in interesting conversations, needless to say, um, when once at the point that I understand it's belief driven, I usually back up and go to a place of listening because then I just want to understand the belief. That's what I do too. Um, that's what I try to do. I can't always do it because sometimes <laughs> people say things. I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I try my best and I think in bringing it back to Oshkosh, one of the cool things I've definitely experienced here is in those moments when I'm at a bar, I'll be sitting next to someone who I know. Oh, oh, oh we're going to, we're going to make a, uh, a, a correction. We're going to refer to those as churches. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. When I'm at church, <laughs> drinking my uh, gin and tonic. Facts. And sitting there and like, I'll be sitting next to someone and I'll, I'll, I'll look and I'll know, I know there are going to be a million things we're going to disagree on if we mm-hmm. got into a conversation. But there's a point where like, I, if we, those topics come up, is it going to serve me or anyone here to be antagonistic or oppositional. No. Right. What's going to do is like give them their space to say what they need to say if they need to say something. Or better yet, if the conversation has started, why not dive in into something that isn't going to be that? And if you get there, you pull yourself back and you say, okay, I'm just going to listen. I'm going to hear what this person has to say. I know I'm going to disagree with it, but what if there's something a nugget of truth there that I'm like, oh, new perspective or, oh, new perspective to realize like, okay, they are this crazy, whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. like I just feel like it's, but it's easier to do that in person than online because online you just, you have anonymity to a certain extent where you can just be like, oh, no, you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong and this is it. But it's like, I wish we could do that because have that sit back and be like, okay, yeah, I listened. I listened, and I think that's a valid, valid point. Yeah. I'm um, saying, I said valiant. I guess it is valiant as well. You know what? When you are dealing with people in their space or in their place um, and in beliefs, to find 
um, find their humanity and to be able to just listen mm-hmm. is valiant. Oh, yeah. Because you may totally be viscerally disagreeing with whatever they're saying. You know, my favorite thing to do in those type of situations is actually to find where we have common. Um, we may share some beliefs. Right. Or common ground and, and then share that. Because I think um, what I have is people want to automatically pigeonhole um myself people like myself or even just people when they're doing stereotypical things and trying to pigeonhole people in stereotypical spaces um yeah i i like to kind of say um we may not be that different in what we think in this or parts of this whatever that may be right right all right that was uh that was pretty awesome all right, my what in the world is going on with is, I hate to do it to y'all, Kosh listeners, but uh, what in the world is going on with Will Smith? You know, I was going to say Will Smith and Chris Rock, but I'm not. I'm just going to say Will Smith. Now, I am frustrated with what happened with the Oscars for so many reasons. All right, and I'm super frustrated with people that try and, who are trying to justify what will did no no you can't just jump up and slap somebody on stage number one literally chris rock's job is to be a comedian that's your job your job is to be funny and take some jabs at celebrities guess what if you're an a-list celebrity and you sit in the front row you're probably gonna catch a joke number two that joke wasn't that funny it just wasn't. It wasn't, it, it, A, it wasn't funny. Number two, it wasn't harmful. It, it, I know people are trying to say, but I really don't think Chris knew about her uh, Appalachia. I'm, I'm sure I'm slaughtering that. Uh, alopecia. Alopecia. Yeah. All right. Um, but nonetheless, uh, and he said he didn't, but he, whatever, it was G.I. Jane. Now, I don't know if any of you remember G.I. Jane, but what I remember about G.I. Jane is Demi Moore looking really Nice and G.I. Jane <laughs> fit and cool, right? So I don't think it was like some disrespectful thing. Number three, you're an actress who has had bald hair, bald head before or has made many hair changes or just period. That's just common in Hollywood. So um, making a joke about not having hair compared to a character i just don't see where there's this ill intent where where you know at all uh and yes i'm i'm just gonna go for this one because this one you know it's been in the media so hardcore um that you know i think chris rock handled it like a gentleman even though and i think there it was plotted in the sense like will knew that chris wasn't going to respond he wouldn't have slapped Steve Harvey because Steve Harvey would have would have boxed him. So you took advantage of the situation for who the person was. Um, you stole the spotlight from many, many people. Uh, Jada Pinkett. And here's another thing, which is probably going to be a very unpopular decision. And, and actually, I had this conversation with my wife. If I'm about to jump up and do something that is probably detrimental. Stop me. As my partner in life, 
and you see that I'm about to go off the rails, snag my arm and bring me back or get me out of there and don't let me do it, you know, as a partner in life. Don't let me do something that will have, you know, in the moment, I don't, maybe I'm not thinking about the, the pure reach and effects and, and, and consequences of it all. Be my true partner. Even if you're hurting, grab me and let me handle it another way. You know, because that could have been handled at an after party. It could have been handled it. But on national TV, the way it was, that was just foul. So that is where I am at with it. It may not be the most popular opinion. Um, I I am siding with Chris Rock on this. I think Will Smith was bogus on this one, 1,000%. I'm mad at Jada Pickett, too, because at the end of the day, she gave him the look like you need to do something about this. Well, not then. It didn't have to be then. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, no, I, I went hard yeah. on that one, Justin. Justin, go ahead. What you got? I'm not going to have too much of an opinion here um, because, one, I didn't see the event. Two, I've tried to avoid as much of the co- controversy about it because I feel like there I don't know, maybe things in the world going on a little bit more important than even the Oscars. But uh, I guess – I hear your perspective. I don't know if I agree with it because I, I, I haven't really done due diligence or research. I, I have seen the clip where Will Smith is yelling at him after, like, to keep, you know, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth after it happened. Right. I felt like that does everything that Will Smith intended to do with the slap even better, like, in you could have just done that if you're already going to be that vocal and intense and filled with, you know, like, you know, alopecia is a pretty intense thing uh, and it can have some serious consequences. So to have it be joked about, yeah, you're right. It, it is Chris Rock's job to be up there to tell jokes and to sort of poke fun at celebrity. That's the point of it. He did it with Javier Bardem right beforehand, basically being like, you better hope you don't win that Oscar because if your wife wins, you're going to have a bad night. You know, like... That's also not a good joke. Neither of those jokes were funny, um, but it was just sort of interesting the way it all played out. And I don't really, I, I don't really care, which is a thing to say. But it's not that I don't care, and I think people should have opinions on it. And I think you know, violence is never good, but also at the same time, heated moment. Chris Rock said, "Hey, you know what? I made a bad joke. I'm sorry." Will Smith apologized. I feel like it's just going to be over. And the fact that it's taken up so much of like our attention, I feel like is, is it distraction? You know, like in my weird conspiracy brain goes, is this just some sort of weird distraction to be like, Hey, remember we have the celebrities who are more important than us. And they're having a tiff. What's going on in your community? Oh, I don't care. I'm, I'm focused on Will Smith slap somebody. On live TV, yes. Was it the right thing to do? I don't think so. Did it happen? Yep. Is it over? Yep. Are we going to move on to something next week that's going to take over the cultural, you know, like, zeitgeist of, like, oh, now I need to comment. Like, it kind of goes back to what I was bringing up. It's like, we're going to comment and comment and argue and argue, and I could sit here and be like, oh, well, I think Will Smith's right. But what is that going to solve? Nothing. Like, because I'm not Will Smith. I'm not Chris Rock. I'm not Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't really know the inner workings of any of it other than 
what I I know, which is luckily because I'm pretty good at avoiding things. Because I'm just like I just I just don't I don't care about the Oscars even. Like I didn't care yeah. this year. I do feel bad for the people who won an award right after because I feel like that quest sucked. quest love yeah quest love it it sort of sucked the moment out of there um, of that. But even I, I did actually see Questlove's speech, and it was wonderful and great and awesome. Um, well, he is. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Questlove. Yeah, it's Questlove, so it's like... <laughs> He's Questlove. Yeah. And uh, do, have you seen that movie, Summer of Soul? I just watched it last night. Oh. You know what? Uh, I've got feelings about that movie. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm going to go back to this real quick. Okay. And what I'm going to say to that is, like, I understand the... What I would say is what uh, the normal average American's opinion or uh, lack of interest or caring in this situation, but culturally, as a black person, this is big. Oh, yeah. I this, can this, this, that, this, yeah. This, this isn't just something to be swept under or because it's reverberating in our culture because we as people... When we do something, we don't do anything individually when you're in the spotlight. Anything we do, it is on behalf of all the people. And that is kind of like, it sucks that that is how it works here. (laughs) But so like that slap wasn't just between Will and Chris Rock. That slap came with a lot of judgment from all sorts of people from all sorts of corners and political ramifications and stereotypes. And so it's as much as you wanted to be small and petty and, and in its own box. And I'm not saying this to you personally, I'm just saying this in general, right? Right. For sure. All of us, it just ain't. And that makes sense. That makes sense to me, but it's also a perspective. I, I could never have, you know, have how many times have, has, a dumb white actor done something stupid to another dumb white, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I mean, that. Oh yeah. There's been worst. Yeah. There's been worse. And so for me, like to me, I, I take it as these are two celebrities. I, I've enjoyed both of them at one point in their careers, but they don't impact me personally. So like, to me, I'm like, I, I don't want to sit and have to think about this or look at this, but I understand your perspective, which is comes from a different one because Sadly, that's just the state of the world. Like this, this has an impact that I will never understand. I can't ever pretend to understand. I can listen and hear you, but on a on a core level of my being, I I don't I I didn't see it that way. I just I saw it as like a dumb event. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was a dumb event. <laughs> it was. <laughs> All right. Hey, I think we've given that enough air and space. All right, time to jump into the next segment. Next segment, word association. This is where I say a word and you tell me what's on your mind and we talk about it a little bit. Okay, first word, food. Pizza. Ooh. Always. Always. Oh, my, it's like my, it's my, I mean, it's a stereotypical answer, but it's my go-to. It's like, give me some pizza. Bruh. Uh, you know, do we, have we found a favorite pizza spot? Not yet. We're so, working on it. Yeah, we're uh, uh there uh, every pizza I've had has been good. Um honestly, like uh had a uh, Devin Ratch uh, Devin Ratch Ra- uh, yeah, Ratch and Ra- Debs. Ratch and Debs, yeah. yeah. Enjoyed that. 
a little like I like if I'm gonna be honest, a l- like a little too cheesy. Oh, you said it out loud. Yeah, I did. I'm yeah. gonna. I, I said I said the quiet part out loud. A little too cheesy for my taste. Um, but it really is, good. Yeah, it is. It's a good pizza, but yeah. I have the same problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a little too cheesy, and um, Doctor Benzies, which is one of my favorite pizzas, is along that lines too. Okay. But it's still good? Still good. Oh. Uh, very good. I've not been there yet. It's one of the ones I'm going to go to. You know what? I'm going to get... Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kick you down to the pizza secret. The pizza secret of the Kosh isn't about a place where you go and sit down. It is about Pizza King. Okay. Go get a pizza from Pizza King. And that is one of the places that do the half-bake. Okay. So it's pre-made. You can make it at home or they can make it for you. So they, I don't know if this has changed, but they used to only charge you a dollar to cook it for you. Mm. They're pizzas. And there's two locations. But the one I'm going to tell you to go to is the one that is on Ohio. Okay. All right. It's got like two parking spots. Literally. It's, it's right next to, uh, um, oh, I'm not players. You go there. Mm. That pizza is the firest pizza in the cash, from my opinion. All right. I'll check it out, and I'll report back. All right. I, I would have told you about Cranky Pats, but that church church is closed. Uh, shout out to all my Cranky Pats family. And uh, there is Cranky Pats at Nina, but who wants to go to Nina to get a pizza? Not me. Fair. Okay. Um, I love that pizza. What's our favorite kind of pizza? Uh, this is probably controversial, but Hawaiian. I oh. love it. I, I love. Give give me some pineapple. Bruh. Why is that? I, I see. Like, but do the, you like it with jalapenos? I I've had it. I enjoyed it. It's not like a go to for me though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have you done Zeroni? Uh, uh, Zeroni's yet? Not yet. Okay, you gotta do Zeroni's okay. too. Thai Thai pizza. Okay. All right. Um. Cocktail or beer? Uh, I am a gin and tonic uh, fiend. Ooh. So, uh, and uh, so, but I but I also enjoy a nice beer. Like so, I'm I'm both. I but like I'm when I go to the cocktail area, it's not really a cocktail. It's just like two ingredients, and then that that solves my. Uh, uh, in Wisconsin, two ingredients is a cocktail. Because, you know, if you start getting more than two ingredients, uh, there's a lot of establishments that might not know how to make it. Fair, fair <laughs> enough, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but uh, we so we do Fish Friday every Friday. Uh, and our go-to is old old fashions to start because you got to. Got to. You have to. And then uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you really are acclimating into Wisconsin well. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, thanks to my partner. I mean, oh, so yeah. it's pretty much like, but it's also, she's uh, really about the history and sort of like keeping sort of that, the the culture of Wisconsin alive, which is like very community-based and very like, okay, here we go. Uh, we went and volunteered out in uh, Chilton at the Nature Reserve there and did a uh, pancake Sunday sort of a thing where like I was in charge of coffee which it was funny because that's what I do uh, for, you know, my job here. Uh, 
But uh, it was just funny because it was cool though. It's because it's like seeing this community like you're making pancakes and it's like a pancake breakfast thing, and that happens other places, but it doesn't happen in the same way. And I can't quite put my finger on what it is about Wisconsin in general, but it, it just feels different. And to have that tradition still be alive and to have that community thing still be there is like really impressive in 2022, in my opinion. So I, I'm sort of as I'm sort of observing, as you said, like I'm a new set of eyes here and I'm sort of observing like, yeah, I'm really adaptable. That's one of my strengths. I think in life is like, I'm like, put me somewhere. Tell me what some of the, some of the like rules are, whether they're written or not. And I'll, I'll, I'm here. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to get an old fashioned. <laughs> yeah. I've never had one before. Brandy old fashioned. Let's do it. Yeah. Started out in brand new old fashioned sweets very quickly switched to brand new old fashioned sours. Cause it's more of my, more of my taste. More your taste. Yeah. Fabulous. Streaming. I'm going to talk about a, if this is going to be very horror related, but there's a streaming service called Shudder, which is run by AMC. If you like genre filmmaking, you like horror, you like anything, get Shudder. They have like a month trial, I think, for free. It's worth it if you want to be scared. And and it's all, all the game. It's got your slashes, got everything, but the, the people who run it are amazing. AMC in general, for a huge corporation, is pretty amazing. So... I would I would check that out if you're interested. Like, and I I like streaming. I think it's great. I think it gives access to things um, that you couldn't have had ten years ago. Like the fact I can like watch if Bill and Ted's streaming on some service, I can watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like, I think it's great because it, especially with the pandemic, I think streaming was a lifeline for the industry of music and the industry of film. Now, there's negatives to it, of course. Are artists being paid for their album that's going out fairly? All these things kind of play into effect. But in terms of like being a consumer of content, we live in a great world right now because we can not have to legally download everything. We can just like pay $4.99 a month, which for some people is a lot of money. I get that. Like there is too many streaming services. But for X amount of money, you can have whatever you want at your fingertips. True. And, and, and yeah. it's great. And it's kind of cool because I like to find the things I can't get. And I'm like, why is it this streaming? Why can't I, you know, like, but that's just me being a nerd. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean I can't watch this movie from 1982 that no one wants to watch and has no value whatsoever? It hasn't been digitized. Why can't I have it? Give it to me now. There's frustration in that sometimes. Yeah. I do agree with you in that. I try to find some movies sometimes and I'm just disappointed like that. I can't, or what they're asking me to pay mm -hmm. for it is so astronomical. I was like, I can find that in a bin somewhere for 50 cents and right. you want 1999. That's not going to work, man. No, it's not going to work. Yeah. So I feel you on that one. Okay. Um, shop local. It's vital. I, I think it's and, and I haven't done enough here because I'm still just kind of getting used to all the stores. But like, I go to Rodin Winds all the time. Uh, I don't have a record player right now, but I like I had one in Portland. It, it it didn't make the journey, um, but I sort of flip through there all the time, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna buy this one day. I'm gonna buy this one day. Like I think to have and I think Main Street here is amazing. There's just so much cool, unique stuff that just doesn't exist in downtowns 
elsewhere. Like I, I'm not quite sure how it's working, but um, it's apparently working. I know a lot of the bars are owned by the same people, so they own like I own this bar, I own this bar. But like, there's just there's a lot of cool things there that I think people need to take time to appreciate because it's just walking down. You go down a street in like uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, you're not going to get the same experience. In LA, you're going to get the same experience, but you have to go to go to your art little studio to go watch the movie. You have to go to various parts of town. Where here, it's like here's a little part that's really going to be specific. Two record stores. I mean, well, people like their vinyl. Yeah, and Which there's is, actually there's actually more than two record yeah. stores. There is. Uh, another record store that you know you don't know unless you know. And uh, shout out to Jerry. Uh, oh yeah, Spambar. I've uh, been there, yeah. Joint. Yeah, yeah, like that's a joint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny you mentioned that. I flipped through his records too. Um, but it's just interesting though. Like right there on Main Street, you've got, and I know that it probably came from people left the exclusive company and started. I don't know the details, but it started eroding winds. But it's like really cool to like have that in such close proximity to each other and to sort of offer different things. Like, I mean, there's going to be some titles that are interchangeable, but it's like they offer different vibes. They offer sort of a different sort of thing, but aren't, I don't feel like they're necessarily in huge competition with each other. Right. Which Portland is a great example of that. The record stores there are like everything is sort of, even though, you know, Portland's like, so everyone says it's so passive and so friendly. It's like, cutthroat it's like you're paying attention what the other record store is doing you're making sure that they're we're getting these releases they're not and i i don't know the inner workings of this so maybe that's happening here behind the scenes but to my opinion it seems more like all right cool yeah you're like half a block away from us great (laughs) who cares um it, it that I don't know the inner workings either, but there's probably a good chance that the people that own both are probably having uh, beers together at some local church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, just, that's how I like to imagine it. Yeah, least. that's just my thought process. All right, cool. Um, Portland. Oh boy, um, Portland. I thought was going to be my home forever. I really did, but watching it sort of change over time from, I'd say, often I lived there from 2009 to 2021, so it's a long time to, like, watch a city sort of change and grow, and can't wait to go back and visit. I don't think I could ever live there again. Ooh, and, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I had a great time. I met the love of my life there, so all these things are, like, gonna be grateful for portland um for the rest of my life but i i just feel like in, in la is the same way and i lived in la a lot less but like when i was there it's like there's things i want to go do but i can go visit and do them like in portland i never thought it was going to feel that way because it kind of kept on drawing me back but you know not to get too like uh spiritual or esoteric but it's like i felt like it was drawing me back for a reason and that reason is the same reason why I'm in Oshkosh. So, um, so I, I feel like I feel like I just sort of being able to be adaptable and sort of go where I need to go allows me and be open to possibilities that I didn't ever think about. I never thought I'd be back in the Midwest, but here I am. And right now I'm recording a podcast. 
pod, pod, podcast podcast about Oshkosh. So, yes, here we are, and I love Oshkosh. So, but Portland is great. It's changing too much, and it's changed way too much in the same way gentrification hits any area. Right, like we're like, okay, well now that bar you select is now a inexpensive condo place that I can't afford to live in or want to visit. And it looks like crap. So, mm. yep. This sounds like a topic we're going to talk about. It later. is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and, and that's my fear. It's like, uh, like I, I, I just feel like we, one thing I really appreciate about Oshkosh from an outsider's perspective is the community is here. It's, it's fractured because the pandemic fractured everything and we can't pretend it didn't. Correct. And a lot of people try to, it's like everything is fractured, but like you go and you see these walks of life and everyone's doing their thing. And like community is still important in it. So Wisconsin thing. And I, to lose that is to lose the identity of what I'm, I'm enjoying, like what I'm seeing. Portland is great, but it's so fractured and so separate as everyone's trying to build these communities of inclusion and build these communities of things. I don't think they're doing it in a way that I think Wisconsin Knights, is that it? The correct terminology? Uh, uh, Woody. Like what, was, Wisconsinians are. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Wisconsinites. Okay. Wisconsinites are doing without even think they're knowing they're doing it because when they're having that conversation with a stranger at a bar about the Green Bay Packers and just both different walks of life nothing's going on there's such a community building moment you're going to remember that person and then next time you see him you're going to wave that wave means so much portland's like so like okay yeah we're all about inclusion we're all these things we're doing all these things but you've got to be a b and c to fit into this community a b and c to fit into this community but you know uh, and so that's interesting to think about i'm like i think there's more power in like someone sitting down talking about is Aaron Rodgers going to play for us next year then and I'm not a big football person but I've become a Packers fan I've got and now I have my shirt <laughs> uh, and actually it's funny when uh, I was a kid because I was a contrarian growing up in Michigan I just decided to like the Packers to probably to piss off my dad but you know and it, and so like that would they were, they were they were my team then so I'm like everything comes back home because now they're my team again so yeah. You know, that's funny. I will say this. In Wisconsin, there are just certain topics that there's such a common ground with that, like, I don't care who you are. Um, and I know this from when I was an insurance agent. If I am not into sports, if you really know, know me, I'm not a sports sports guy. I keep up with sports like I'm a huge Bucks fan, but I don't keep keep up with the Bucks. Um and I'm a huge Bucks fan because I'm from Milwaukee. I definitely, if the Brewers make it to the playoffs, I'm following the Brewers. But the Packers, you got to know what the Packers are doing because, you know what, if you don't, I don't care if who you are. I don't care from what walk of life you come from. I don't care how you identify personally, gender-wise, or anything else. All you've got to walk into almost any establishment and just say, how about them Packers? And somebody's going to have an opinion on it. And you can have a 40 to 
a 40 to 60 minute civil discussion about the Packers, whether you agree or disagree with whatever they're doing at that point. And there is a bond when you walk away. Yeah. Like there's just an understanding there. Yeah. It, <laughs> and, it, and I don't know if anywhere else has something even close to that. There isn't. And I can say living in the places I live, there isn't. There isn't. In in sports are big everywhere. That's sort of the thing. But it's like, this isn't sports. This is almost like if, if the bar is the church. It's culture. The, the religion you you have is the Packers. <laughs> like, like. Bruh. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And uh, so it's funny. I'm a, the only sport I really follow is hockey. And it's been hard watching hockey games here. And But it's interesting because I'm like, all right. There's got to be a bar. I'm like, okay, I found one once. It was Legends, and I was able to watch one hockey game, and I'm like, okay, cool. This yeah. is fun. I think uh, I think you can go to any bar and watch sports, and no one's going to say too much as long as the basic leader, the, you. It's if they could get it, though. It's more like they don't yeah. have the hockey package. A lot of bars don't have yeah. the hockey package, which makes sense because if there's no market for it, which is weird to me that Wisconsin has no one ho- national hockey team. I, I think – I think it, I'm going to say this, and I could be totally wrong about this, but, you know, what I'm going to say is Oshkosh might be too big for hockey. And what I mean by that is some of the smaller communities where there's smaller lakes and ponds and Mm -hmm. kids skating wherever they're skating and stuff like that. Like, hockey is a thing in Wisconsin, no ifs, ands, or buts. But I think... Some of the smaller communities, um, smaller cities, smaller towns, and stuff like that. Like, I bet you could easily go places and find hockey oh, yeah. spots. Oh, yeah. But it's more like watching the uh, National Hockey League. It's like, I don't get why Wisconsin doesn't have a team. You've mm. got teams, and this is one of the teams as a kid, another contrarian thing. Anaheim D- Mighty Ducks were my hockey team. Because mm. yes, because of the movies. <laughs> um, no lie, no lie. But uh, so it's funny, and then that's transition to the Pittsburgh Penguins. But it's like, why? Why do we have like teams in Arizona? Like Wisconsin has. I mean, granted, this is I'm being a contrarian because I'm the one who's like, oh, I love hockey. It should be everywhere. But it's like there's no Wisconsin team, but there's a team. There's three teams in California. Two of them in Southern California. Uh, and one in Arizona. Yeah, and they don't even have snow. Exactly. So. I feel you. All right. Um, community. Uh, the most important thing, I think, in terms of everything, it's community is, I, and I think it ties right back into what I was talking about. It's like, I see it here, and I see the the fracturedness of the pandemic which you go in any state any place in this world we're still fractured we can't pretend we're not fractured we can't pretend that this thing didn't happen still is happening but what we can do is instead of focusing on material wealth focus on your neighbor focus on building things back up to be like hey a hundred years ago we went through this right that's true. Um, what did they do? I think when did things start to rebound and get better? Of course, you know, corporate greed's going to really have a say. But what you what we can control and I think that's what life is about. It's like what can you control? You can control like my interaction with you. 
like when I run into it, a bar, I can say, hey, how you been? Blah, blah, blah. Great. Let's talk about the Packers or let's talk about something. Oh, what are you doing this weekend? Okay, we're doing this. Oh, do you want to join? Like the little things of inclusion and community are so vital to like keep us going. Like I'm excited for the farmer's market to get what's it's nicer out. Oh, yeah. Like the all, all these things which are, you know, like about people putting their craft to work to service the na- to your to service your neighbor and to service sort of like community in general like it's basically like i'm excited about sort of seeing summer here cuz yes. cuz i feel like not only is there like the pandemic that sort of like pushed things back but it's also winter makes people want to be inside and cuddle up to their loved ones or pets or whatever and Go outside when they have to for work and go outside if it's sort of nice or, okay, you know, I need to be drinking a beer right now watching the Packers or whatever, you know, like whatever it is. Like, but I'm excited to sort of see Wisconsin. And I know growing up in Michigan, I sort of know the differences of the seasons. And I know that right now we're in the battle between winter and summer. That is called spring. Facts. So, but... I'm very excited to like once it's like nice out to sort of see more people out and like more people doing things and sort of see what I'm already sort of seeing snippets of like a community. Like I'm very excited. All right. Um, I think we're ready to jump into the next segment. Next segment, the Kaj Hidden Gems. This is your opportunity to share um, some hidden gems or a hidden gem that you have found in the cache, if you found any. You know, this is kind of a unique scenario since you are uh, new to the area and transitioning in here. But maybe you found the gem of all gems. So, well, coming from me, the first thing I wanted to know about was the time theater. Like, I remember, and I got here right after they just played Christmas Vacation and then took some time off, and then it was like, movie's coming back soon and i'm like uh i mean the bars are a church but to me the other church i have is the cinema i love movies ever since i was a kid i used to go to movies with my dad all the time where one of our bonding experiences would he and i would just go watch movies together and so to me it's like it's not even about the movie it's about what happens after you have conversations about what you saw or you know, now as we're older, we go out drinking and maybe have conversations or just have conversations. It's like bringing people together. So I'm actually starting to work with the time now. So and now they're showing movies. So to me, that is the hidden gem. It's a cool theater, a bit run down, especially if you compare it to the grand. But why are people comparing the two things? But yeah. it's great. <laughs> uh, but they are. Um but it's a great space run by cool people, all volunteer based and just go to a movie there. If you like movies like E.T.'s playing today tonight. Oh, like I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, well, that's sort of I'm going to help them with this, their social media because they're not the best at getting what's going on out there unless you walk by it. I like that. Yeah. You know, I've only been there a couple of times, but I haven't been there in a long time, and I sure would like to go back. You should. In in, the, in uh, April, they've got a lot of great movies. May, they've got great movies and some events. They're good. There's a 
uh, a wrestling podcast that's coming through. Um, Eric Bischoff. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, I do know. Yeah, who so Eric his Bischoff podcast is, is going to be there because they're doing the WrestleCon thing here. I mean, mm. when I was a kid, I was way into wrestling. I've Me too. Sort of, I sort of lost interest over time, but it's always sort of piqued my interest because it's theatrical, and I sort of like the storytelling a little bit. Me too. I just call wrestling, that's like male soap opera. It is. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's what it needs to be, and it's always been. Right. But, like, you know, it's, so it's interesting that, uh, so, yeah, his podcast is coming. Uh, that event's available. I think it's May 20, uh, I can't remember. I should know that, but, uh. May 26th, I think, is the date. I'd like to go. You yeah. know what? I would like to see another podcast do podcasting. Yeah, and it's, and it's cool. live, and then maybe one day you could do the Kosh Live there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. I, hey, look. What's the, Kosh, the Kosh is going to be mobile this summer. Ooh. Yeah, we, awesome. we actually have the ability. I've got a power pack, and I think this summer we're going to be recording and you're hearing this here first because I hadn't shared this with a lot of people, but uh, I think we're going to be recording in Menominee park right there. Uh, like next to the lake. That's awesome. It is. It's yeah. going to be pretty fantastic. Yeah. So I think, you know, but I think in there, I that's, it's such a cool space, not just for the movies. Cause I use, it's a venue too. Right. Like it's in, it's gotten away from the venues, I think, but um, they're going to come back with events yeah. But uh, bands playing uh, later this month, um, just, you know, I should probably have more details. I should have a little sheet with actual information, not just like, I think it's on this day, go. <laughs> have cash in pocket. Uh, You're, uh, it is, all, it is cash-based, though, so like. Well, Justin, luckily, you know what we get to do. I'm going to assume that uh, The Times has a website mm-hmm. or a some social media, and what we can always do is we will put links in the podcast details and notes yeah so we'll connect the people yeah Yeah. and so i'd say to me that's been my and my partner knowing me she's like this is where you need to go you're gonna love it and then we're kind of getting bummed because it looked like it wasn't gonna do anything we're like oh man and i and the second i went there it's like i'm home like i'm home like this the movie theater has always been my home the other one that i left for a long time was the stage and so speaking of the grand i'm gonna be in a play at the grand on May 26th, 27th, and 28th, uh, called Drop Dead. So, and that was also my partner saw an Instagram post, like auditions. And I was like, as a kid, I auditioned for stuff all the time, never got any roles, uh, except for in community theater. But I was like doing like weird commercials, auditions, and stuff. It was gross. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, one of the cool thing was like to, to re engage with my love of, acting and theater has been really cool and that wouldn't have happened in portland that wouldn't have happened in la that wouldn't have happened anywhere and it's happening here for me and i'm meeting these cool people and i'm very excited to do it again which i never thought i would so a lot of things have happened in my life i'm like so that's another thing is i think oshkosh players uh put on what i think are good plays because it's pretty professionally done so far from an outside perspective, there's some things I would change, but that's anything. So, um, yeah, but I'd say the hidden gem I found first and foremost has been the time theater. I like it. Okay. Um, what's the cash need? In my opinion, what it needs is really a more spaces where. Uh, hey, let me just let you know what's going down because we can't go through any episode without sharing the fact that. Bosco, Bosco 
the podcast dog is sitting here licking Justin's face. This is true. (laughs) And trying to just take over the podcast. Uh, Uh, So, excuse me, buddy. Um, (laughs) So basically, I think one of the things that it needs, in my opinion, get, get over here, sit down. You sit down there. You can sit there. We can hang out. Yeah. I'm recording. You know what that means. You've heard this before. <laughs> uh, is I, I would say like spaces to go where adults can gather and not drink that isn't just AA or something. Like I think it's really important to like have spaces available where like you could be like, oh yeah, I don't. I don't want to drink or I don't drink or whatever. What can we do? And I feel like Wisconsin is very like, you go to a bar. Like, uh, and I just think it'd be, be cool to have more uh, community-based events. And I love drinking. Don't get me wrong. Um, so it's not, it's, but it's more just like, I would like to sort of see, but once again, summer hasn't happened. So winter, wherever you are, even if you're living in Los Angeles, you're still, it's winter, it's sort of rainy. Right. I'm going to drink, so. I think, um, it, it, it personally, in the cash, I think, we got a couple of establishments, but we could have a few more. I think there's something big to be said for, and I didn't understand this until more recently, with me walking up and down College Ave and, Going from coffee shop to coffee shop. And, uh, yeah, I, I like the coffee shop scene. Mm-hmm. I, I like chilling in it. I like uh, the little uh, mellow music they play in it. I like sipping on caffeine happiness. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, I love tea that doesn't taste like tea tea, even though I love tea as tea. And I know you are all saying that's too many teas. But nonetheless, <laughs> like, I've fallen in love with a tea called uh, the London Fog. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it really is. And I'm going to a place in Appleton um, called, uh, I'm going to slaughter this. Uh, It's either, it's Fika. Um, And, well, it was either Zika or Fika, but I believe it is Fika. Um, And I love their London fog. And I've been going there and taking friends there more recently. So, uh, I do think there's an opportunity, um, not just for coffee shops, but tea shops or coffee tea shops, uh, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And I know that there's some like art things, like there's the pottery place or it's art, the art thing I've not never been in. Like, I think they're there, but it's, it's just, yeah, I think more like, I mean, new moon is great. Right there, it is. It's fantastic. Shout out to the new moon. Yeah. So there's like a lot of cool stuff you could do, but even then, it's just like still like going to spend money. Like I just more events that would be cool to like, and I'm sure they're gonna happen. Where it's like, oh, this is free. Just come hang out. Like, oh, they have them. Yeah. And I think that because that also builds community without any pressure of being like, oh, I don't have any money on me or I don't have any cash on me. Like even the time, although time does do free movies, it's still it's like. You gotta have cash on you because it's 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 a nonprofit cash event. Like, well, you're, you at you're... least want some popcorn. Oh yeah, <laughs> you need it. But some days you go there, they make too much popcorn. You get it for free. Oh no! Little little inside tip for the cash listeners there. Oh, like sometimes they don't because you don't know how many people are going to show up. Correct. So, well, 
What I will say is, uh, I think you will be pleasantly surprised by what summer in the cash offers. I'm excited. Yes, it's good stuff. All right. Um, next segment, uh, the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. And this is your opportunity to place. Um, doesn't have to be a person. It can be anything. It can be a thing, an organization, a person, whatever, in the Naughty or Heroes Corner. So, Justin, what do you got? I'm going to go Heroes Corner. Um, I just, I'm, and I'm going to, it's going to be very vague, but I think the people of Oshkosh. I'm going to put all of you in the Heroes Corner because I have been nothing but met with kindness, uh, sincerity, and just like openness since I've been here in ways I don't, I haven't felt. So I'm going to give just to the town of Oshkosh. There are good people here. There are. Very, very good people. I love that. That's probably, you know what, I'm going to have to say that's maybe my favorite um, hero slash uh, naughty corner response that I've had. That's pretty cool. This this place is cool. And even this is cool. It's like, I got this because I was listening to Leaf and Mike's episode. And then I emailed you out of the blue. I'm like, hey, I'm moving here. Your podcast kind of helped me get perspective on this place because I'm hearing a bunch of different people from all walks of life sort of talk about this place. I'm going to. I have no idea what it is. I know it's in Wisconsin. I know it's not, you know, I know it's not like it's one of the major cities, but it's not like the biggest. It's not Milwaukee. It's not even Madison. It's like. Correct. So it was sort of cool to like have this perspective and like even you were so kind and nice and wrote me a nice email back like, hey, sorry, I just started a new job. Sorry, I didn't respond. You have to respond. And I know you're trying to run a podcast, but still, you didn't have to. And now here I am sitting across from you having a conversation about this great place that is every day becoming more and more important to me. And I already feel like I'm integrating myself to the community, and I can't wait to do that more and get to sort of see all the ins and outs and eventually the things I don't like about it because everywhere is going to have place things you don't like. So, but... Love it. Okay, well, that rolls us into It's That Time. You know what time it is? I'll tell you what time it is. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Every time I do that, it makes me happy. Uh, It is time for the topic of the week. Topic of the week is always chosen by our guests. So, Justin, what is our topic of the week? Empathy. Ooh. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. I just, I feel like it's, as all of the stuff we've sort of talked about throughout this whole entire conversation has been sort of bordered on lines of like, sort of like finding empathy for other people and sort of understanding that everyone has a completely different life. No matter who it is, everyone's life is slightly different. You can have a lot of commonalities. You can have a lot of things. But if you can lean into that understanding that, like, no matter what, you can know everything about the person you know, you're not going to know their whole life story because you're not going to know all the inner workings of their brain. You're not going to know what's going on. But what you can do is tap into sort of a connected point of being like, all right, I'm going to listen. I think listen is a huge part of empathy. I think... Being a part of 
a conversation and not an argument and just like having a conversation with someone empathy leads to community i think true community not just like oh yeah we're all community but behind our closed doors we don't really well, i don't like phil at all it's kind of you know like <laughs> that sort of thing it it, it, it becomes more like it just allows you to do it and now there's a lot of people could describe what empathy is what it isn't but empathy to me is sometimes undescribable sometimes it's just understanding like just at your core level just like letting go and trying to understand where the person next to you is coming from and you don't have to agree with it all but you, but you can have empathy and share a little kindness to the world and then maybe that's gonna maybe this person like uh, the other night last night actually went to get fish and chips and i was taking it home and I was sit down, and this guy was just, like, going off. But, like, they said 20 minutes on the phone. It's been 30 minutes now. And just, like, and my first reaction was, like, man, screw you. Like, these people, like, people are running around here. It's Fish Friday. People are running around here busting their butts to get stuff done. Facts. But then I sat back, and I'm, like, I don't know what's going on in this guy's life. So I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm just, like, why am I, why am I casting judgment on this person? Like, I don't know. He might have some, like someone in hot, like all the things. I don't think so because he was slowly sipping his beer, complaining. But even then, I don't know exactly what's going on. So I'm gonna gonna give him the shadow about shadow, uh, not shadow of the doubt. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm gonna get benefit of the doubt. Benefit like of I the said, doubt. Shadow of the doubt. <laughs> That's my new album coming out. Shadow of the shadow doubts. of the doubt. Mm. Um, but it's so it's interesting. Then eventually, one of the bartenders who I kind of have gotten to know was like, "Oh, that guy's like not the best." And I'm like, "Okay, all right." Well, I, I still, but I still had to like stop myself and be like, "Okay, I don't know what's going on in your life. You're not, and I'm not going to engage with you." But I feel like if I can pass a little bit of like, one, I'm also waiting for my food. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be like, "Oh, how long is it going to take?" Like I'm just like, "All right, I'm already." They're already getting this, so then I'm sending some kindness and care to, like, the staff there. Instead of being the next one, be like, you know, I'm waiting for my food, too. Like, where is it? I'm like, all right, okay, here we go. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think the foundation of empathy is the ability to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can relate. I think we as people are far more common than not. Um, and so if we take the time to just listen and be thoughtful, it's much easier for us to relate to one another in so many ways. Hence why I really like this topic. Yeah. And also it's what you said earlier. It's like when you listen, you're going to find out that you and I have more commonalities than I may think we do or, you know, in, in being universal here. Like, if you listen to someone, you're going to find something most of the time that you can be like, oh, yeah, we may be on complete different sides of every issue, but we have this. What is this? And, and like, instead of wasting the time circling each other in arguments that neither of us are going to change each other's minds, right. what if we talk about this for a few minutes? Yes. Yes. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Um, and I just think we need to do that more. Mm-hmm. I... I am, I get frustrated with what, and I do have a term for it, y'all. 
I get frustrated with the Wisconsin know-it-all. We have those. You will meet them. We have the Wisconsin know-it-all. And the Wisconsin know-it-all is exactly what it sounds like. And I get very frustrated because the Wisconsin know-it-alls that I have found that I've uh, interacted with, the problem is with it is that usually their frame of reference is a very narrow, siloed one. So their know-it-all-ness is based on like a worldview that if I was to frame it out in measurements, it'd be like a uh, a one by one. And when I say one by one, I mean like a, a one foot by one foot box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do mean that too. Yeah. Um, it is very small um, for whatever the reasons are, uh, whether it's a lack of other experiences leaving the region, lack of diversity in their lives, uh, the routine of it all, the uh, working in the same establishment for the last 30 years. There's just so many reasons for that. Um, And that's some of the frustration that I run into sometimes because it does take effort to be empathetic. Oh yeah. It's not like it's, it's some people do have it. Some people are built upon it. You know, there's empathats out there and there are some people are built on it. Um, but I do also know that like for, for, I think what I would say, and I don't know if this is fair to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, for the most of us, there's effort in it mm-hmm. to truly take pause and say, okay, I'm going to try to see it from your side. Or at least I'm going to try to understand why you feel the way you feel. Right. And then the other thing that gets really hard is like, because uh, I'm someone who I feel like has, in, my empathy engine was like kicked up to like the highest degree. For When you recognize someone in pain, it becomes your pain. And like sometimes it's hard to separate what is your pain or what you're just feeling is some like correct and it becomes and so it becomes hard there so i feel like that's another thing it's like for people maybe empathy isn't a, their innate way of going like it does take a lot of work and effort and time and pause to do it but then there's people who are like so ingrained in it like i have been in situations where like i've literally like sat near someone knew that they were in pain no i can do nothing about it but now I'm now I'm carrying that with me, and then it's like now I need to focus on myself to heal because otherwise that pain I've almost like taken from them, right. even though it hasn't left them. But it's like now I have it, so it's it's really fascinating to sort of like be like, okay, well now I need to take care of myself because if I don't, this will run me down, and then you know that's when like I feel like a lot of like substance abuse happens and all these things because people who like not only have to do with their own pain but also like pick up on like this like almost like sonic level like other people's like yeah stuff like it gets hard and yeah i'm one of those people i I, definitely i absorb it i i feel it i can feel it when i walk in a room with Mm -hmm. different individuals and i automatically start absorbing some of their energy and it's a weird 
And it can happen with joy too. It's like it's not just a negative thing. It's not no. sadness, but like sometimes right. you can walk in a room and everyone is like on this like level of like joy and like everyone's enjoying each other's company. Hence you why, feel, yeah. yeah. Hence why I like a good party, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Same, because it's much better than when like you're walking mm-hmm. in that room and like you know like you're like there's a tiff between two people and you're feeling it mm-hmm. completely and you may not even know why you may not even know these people mm-hmm. but you're feeling like there is a tension in the air that. You can just feel, yes. and, it, and you feel it in yourself because it's not like, and everyone else could be like having a great time and joking and like it could be a party, but like two people are like, oh no, there's something going on here, right? And, and you're like, it's not. I don't know these people, but yes. like, then you're you feel it, and you're like, oh, is it my responsibility to like try to figure out what's going on? No, but I'm still gonna feel this, and then I'm walking around with that feeling for a little bit, and like, yes, uh, yeah. I'm having the problem uh, with, and and I'm usually like a, a news buff, mm-hmm. um, political buff a bit, and um, but I right now I am fascinated with Ukraine, mm-hmm. but I also have to stay away from it in in large doses. Yeah. Like it has to be really small doses because. I hurt for those people. Oh, uh, me too. I truly hurt for those people. I hurt for those people too. I also hurt for, it's going to sound weird, but I hurt for the people in Russia who have nothing to do with this at all. Them too, but, yes. But, but, but they're getting lumped in because of right. what Putin and the government is doing. Uh, and now, now all of a sudden we're like, oh, I'm not going to, like, I, I heard this and it upset the crap out of me. Um, I heard... This person say, "Oh yeah, our bar's not going to sell vodka anymore, like because it's rushed. We're not going to sell." Ru-. I'm like, those people have nothing to do with what's going on, and also you're like going to kill business because people like vodka. Like, what are you like? It makes no sense to me. Like, well, well, as a person who likes vodka, I don't know about all that because uh, Tito's will live. And shout yeah. out to Grey Goose, no, <laughs> <laughs> bro. But you you know what I mean though. It's like. Yes. That's it's and it's such like a like narrow minded view. Like okay, Russia Russia's bad. All of Russia is bad. Right. Everything about Russia is bad. Right. I'm like no. Like that's not really how that works. Like when we go to war, when we've done things, there are people here who dissent it and don't like it. Right. Like so in like. It's just so bizarre to me, and like, and and, I, and so I definitely my empathy is like for Ukraine, especially because like that's like just violence beyond, beyond like unimaginable. You probably are a little closer to it because you were in the military. I'm, you know, uh, I, I, I'm not like you know what I mean. So like, it, 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 not because I was in the military at the time that was not a, it, like Ukraine wasn't a thing, yeah. but I mean like, um, because of war. Mm-hmm. Like war, anytime mm-hmm. there's war, war is horrible. Mm-hmm. There's no glory in war. No, there's not. There is no glory in the killing of people, whether they are combatants or whether they are innocent civilians. Right. There is no glory in any of it, no matter who the individuals are in any culture or nation or however you want to categorize it, just is. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's it. It sucks. And 
and I and I, I wish that I really wish that we would never have to have wars because I just don't I I don't know if there's ever really like I mean you could even say with World War Two yes there was a certain point and there's a reason why this was happening and there's a reason why everyone got involved but it's still so much sadness and so much like like the pain and ripple effects that it leaves on everyone everyone is insurmountable i hate that the ambition of very few of is the consequence of many right and that's what makes me angry yeah because the ambition of one, two, three, or very few, right, is what destroys the lives of thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions. And who are you? Yeah, exactly. And then also, and then the ripple effects of that, you know, like there are people who are still dealing with trauma. From stuff that happened to their grandfather that, you know, like, oh, like, like, and so it's not just, it's not isolated. You can't just say, okay, well, it's done. You know, like, oh, no, absolutely not. Because it's not, and in some ways it's never going to be done. And then it's how you process and heal through that trauma, whatever it is. And, and then, but then also that also becomes like, because of these people's single ambitions, my life has been impacted and I'm not speaking for myself specifically, but I'm just saying my life is impacted by those decisions, however many years ago they were, by an individual and the ripple effects that are still happening because of those decisions and ambitions. It's an insane thing to process. And as, you know, as a person who has a lot of empathy, like you just, man, once you get going, like if you feel it, like you're just like, God. And like, and it just weighs, it weighs on you. And you're like, what is weighing on me? Like, you know, but it's like, welcome to America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even go there. Cause oh, I, yeah. look, I got a whole lot of things. To, maybe, maybe another podcast. That's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might take a whole series. Yeah. All right. Anything else you'd like to add at this time, Justin? Uh, no, not, not off the top of my head. I love this topic. This topic was fantastic. This is, you know, empathy. Um, Because I don't think... We all have it, but I don't know if we understand it and how to process it. And therefore, I think it gets um, misconstrued or misdirected often. And I, and I guess that's another thing. I guess I will add this, even though you asked me and I said no. I had nothing to add. Um, even me, I'm still struggling to understand exactly what it is. Like, I think it's such a intense, real thing that we all have access to. But even then, my understanding of it 10 years ago was different than my understanding of it now. And that is... And that kind of goes back to, I guess, my last point on it. It's like growth... Like, growth is important for everyone. Like, we lived in this world where basically said you get to a certain age, you you know what you're doing, you have your job, that's it. You're done. This is what life is. Right. And there's no growth. And it's like, no, learn. Learn more. Admit that, okay, what I learned 10 years ago is no longer valid or useful to me. Maybe it served a purpose, but now I can grow. 
And so growth to me is the point in, especially when it comes to things like empathy, learning and growth is everything. And it, when it comes to life, learning and growth is everything. Keep on growing, keep on learning. Put yourself in awkward conversations where you just listen because maybe the, maybe 99% of it's going to be gibberish that you're going to throw away. What if there's a little piece that you get and it unlocks something in your brain and you're like, oh, I never thought of things like that. Right. And allow yourself in five years to be like, oh, yeah, that thing? No, 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 no. Yeah, that was... But everything, I think, serves a purpose. If you look at life as a journey and you look at like you're on a path, and there's so many different ways you can go down your path. But as long as you're growing and learning... I don't think you're going to do it wrong because you can't do it wrong because no one can tell you what's right or wrong. Well, it's your journey. Exactly. So love it. All right. Well, we're going to move into the next part of the show, which is. Yes. This is where we start winding down. Uh, Once again, uh, Kosh listeners, thank you so much for giving us time and spending time with us. Um, I believe like this discussion here, fire, it was fire. Um, and it was personal. It was real. It was authentic. Um, please, please, please know we are a work in progress. We are always trying to make the show better. Uh, do not hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, that is how we found Justin. Feel free to email us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. I do try to answer everything. I would like to apologize to somebody out there because I'm not going to lie. They reached out to me and I lost your message. Um, It was somebody who wanted to be a guest. So if you know who you are, uh, what happened was um, I accidentally erased the message. So I haven't responded so don't think that i ignored you i just screwed it up which i'm human y'all i'm human y'all so uh once again a special shout out to nicole nicole i just want you to also know that nicole you know who you are uh she is a loyal listener and she sent us our first the cash ask the cash question over voicemail and once again i screwed that up too i totally erased it (laughs) or at least i can't find it so here's what i need you to do i need you to come back and ask me another question all right y'all and since we're on that subject you already know i've been talking about the fact that i would totally want to do this ask the kosh segment uh feel free to call us at 920-385-92 uh oh 9298 once again 920-385-9298 ask us something ask us anything we will do the best to address it or text it in even if you don't want to actually call and leave a voicemail text it to us i will probably not lose the text um i just blame it on technology even though i'm a big fat nerd i try not to do the things um and screw it up um this but you know what This just leads us into what I will call it, and all y'all know my favorite time of the show. It is shout out time. We love the shout outs. We got to give the shout outs. Justin, who are we shouting out? First and foremost, the reason why I'm here, Mel Floyd. Uh, Without her, I wouldn't be here on this podcast. I wouldn't be in Oshkosh, and for a multitude of reasons, the best person. And uh, I'm so grateful for the journey that I'm on. 
and thank you to her. And then I'd like to shout out Sound Chaser Karaoke, which Trish does all across this great town of Oshkosh. And then Renee also does karaoke. I don't know what her karaoke name is, so I apologize for that. And then obviously the Time Theater. Please go. Just come come watch movies. Come listen to people talk. Come watch some live music. It's a great space. It's uh, struggling because of the pandemic, and it's trying to get back into uh, glory, which it may have never had, but like movies are art, and and it's not about the movie. Even if it's a terrible movie that's for free, come watch it and come hang out with us and then go out afterwards and just get to know your community a little better. And then the Oshkosh Players, I've got a play coming up in uh, the end of May, Drop Dead. It's going to be at the Grand. I would love for anyone who's listening to this to come watch me act and hopefully not screw up too horribly. I love it. That was a good shout-out list. All right, so for my shout-outs for this week, uh, I'd like to send a shout-out to Carolyn over at the uh, Fox Cities Foundation. Girl, you know. That is somebody who is wonderfully working hard and connected and just is authentic and real. Um, Big, big shout-out to her. Um, I'd like to send a shout-out to my team uh, at the city of Appleton at Parks and Rec. Um, there was something that popped up today, or not today, but over this week. Um, and you know what? It's nice when, you know, I work for a big organization, um, and it's nice when you can send that out, send out that email and be like, hey, y'all, this is, uh, somebody brought this to my attention. How do we work together to solve this? And they're just like, oh, no problem. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And it was done. Like, they made it so easy. So I want to make sure, like, to those who are on teams, and my team is amazing, so City of Appleton, love y'all. Um, they just made it happen. And not only that, it wasn't for me. It was for a resident of Appleton, so that just says they care super much. Um, shout out to my brother, Todd Moen. Hey, bro, miss you. Always love. And um, shout out to John uh at wisconsin ukrainians uh this is a gentleman here he's a vet he's a gentleman that has been working around wisconsin with his organization to collect items and send things over to ukraine and just overall just going hard working hard uh i got an i got an opportunity to have a, a really quality conversation with him um and just and i'm hoping i will have him as a future guest but his insight to what's really happening over in ukraine is just it blew my mind and i want to be helpful so i want to make sure i shout him out and let uh john let us know how we can help at the cash here and i'd like to send a shout out to uh delta sigma theta um, who is in their uh, charter day. Charter day is uh, near the date when this is recorded. It will not be near the date when this is released, but nonetheless, to the Deltas out there, and I have some very special Deltas who have had huge effects in my life. I want to send special shout-outs to them, um, one named Daphne and one named Karen Nelson. Uh, big fat shout-outs to y'all. I appreciate y'all. All right, that is my shout-outs for this week. Now, we are ending the show with the parting words of wisdom, but 
lately over the last couple of episodes, we give you another option, or maybe you can do both, whatever you choose to do, Justin. So you can either do parting words of wisdom, or you could answer, what would yourself today tell tell your 12-year-old self? Or you could answer both. I'll answer both. Okay. I'll go with the, what would I tell my 12-year-old self first? Stop being so hard on yourself. It's going to be okay. Things are going to fall off. Things are going to be tough. But you're going to be okay. Like, you're going to be okay. In my 12-year-old brain, because I was doing a bunch of auditions and, like, stressed out about life way too early, I wouldn't need to hear that. It's going to be okay. And then my parting words of wisdom are just allow yourself to fail. Like, it's hard to fail, and it never feels good. But when you succeed, all your failures are going to be recognized and you're going to understand why, like, you had them. Like, you're going to be okay. And I think I'm going to tell the listeners what I told my, would tell my 12-year-old self. You're going to be okay. You're going to fail, but you're also going to succeed. And this is all temporary, so just do your best, and it's going to be the best. I like it, and I think it's accurate. All right, so, uh, Justin, um, you have a good time? Awesome time. I appreciate you being here. The Kosh. Mm-hmm.